morning, all, and welcome to Capital Sports 2.0. I'm your host, Alan Moore. What's been happening in the world of sports? Well, very simply, quite a lot. The first thing, of course, most notable thing that's happened today is that the Bundesliga is coming back. Yes, football is coming home to Deutschland. Um, it'll restart sometime later this month in May. Angela Merkel and her cronies have rubber stamped it. Okay, safety issues aside, we do know that uh, Germany has been handling the coronavirus epidemic better than most, but still we do see that greed has won out. At the same time, the Russian Premier League is looking likely to award the title to Zenit St. Petersburg next week. They don't see a chance of being able to finish off the season, um, and they're going to go the way of the FNL that we discussed, of course, previously with Alexander Zotov. In GAA in Ireland, they've said that there'll be no inter-county games uh, until October, and most likely even then, it'll be behind closed doors. The current feeling right now from most of the administration GAA is that there will not be GAA this year because of safety. Most of the top players do not want to play. Uh, there has been a, a tennis player relief fund has been launched to try and support players further down the ranks outside top 100 who have not been uh, shall we say, earning money that would keep them alive. Um, some of the top players have said, well, look, if they're not good enough to be in the top 100, why should we be supporting them? Aaron Ramsey, supposedly going to Manchester United in a straight swap for Paul Pogba. Yep, I know, it doesn't make sense, but that's the way these stats are working out. Okay, so we're going to welcome straight in, uh, out into men, our man in Siberia even, uh, Andrew Flint. How are you doing, Andrew? Hello guys, hello. Uh, not too badly. Um, hanging in there. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing well so far. Uh, Andy Mack, how are you doing with your beautiful, re no, I was going to say Ranger shirt. <laughs> Celtic shirt. <laughs> oh God. It was just like, I was like, not your Ranger shirt, your Celtic shirt. So, okay. So it's not your Rangers <laughs> one, it's your Celtic one you wear today. Um, makes a nice button change. So, uh, <laughs> Andy, how are you doing? Um, I, yeah, I've been better now, thanks, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was actually, I was thinking of that, um, uh, what you call him, the Celtic fan, I just like, uh, Frankie Boyle, uh, where he was talking about, like, he was walking down uh, Bathgate, I think it was, in Glasgow. That's a, that's a rough part, is it? Okay. Yeah, but, but possibly one of the ones that you might want to walk briskly through. <laughs> yeah, okay, so he's walking, <laughs> and he, he came upon a guy who had his hand, like, his uh, sort of forearm on his door. And his head on his forearm, resting on his forearm, and he was like uh, urinating, shall we say? <laughs> and then when he finished, took out his keys, opened the door, went inside. So it was. <laughs> I love this. We're two minutes in, and urine is already on the agenda. Fantastic! Alan is back I'm in sorry. action. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I'm 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 up with it today. Okay, there's some very very interesting issues around transfers. Uh, and transfer gossip. I'm going to park that for a moment because I'm eager to get into it, but um, not everybody is happy in professional football to go straight back into play at this very moment in time. One club, um, Ibar, uh, had been sending a letter out to La Liga, uh, effectively saying players and staff are, are, are very wary. And in fact, a lot of them are very scared to return this week, uh, demanding assurances that everything is going to be put in place Everything is going to be done efficiently to do with tests and keeping people uh, distanced from each other while they're training. Uh, but those concerns weren't really uh, individually addressed. It was just La Liga put out a statement saying, don't worry, it's going to be safer than doing your, your local shop to your nearest one. But 
Uh, I mean, we've certainly heard the likes of Sergio Aguero and people like that already come out saying that this is a bad idea, I don't want to do it. Uh, but I think this might be the first case of a whole club um, coming out and saying, look, this is, this is wrong. How dangerous is it to be going shopping down that neck of the woods? It sounds like more dangerous in Glasgow. Well, I'm not sure you'll catch many people urinating outside in lockdown, but <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> defining it, it's safer than doing your shopping. I, I obviously don't know what the situation in Spain is. I don't know whether their shops are busy. But I mean, judging going by what's happening here, I'd say the social distancing rules, there's, there's a few stickers on the floor telling you where to stand, but nobody seems to care. The checkouts are all side by side, so... You know, we've, we've all probably seen that stupid meme of it. It's lucky the virus doesn't move sideways from the cash point. So, yes, in that essence, it could be safer than doing your shopping. But um, some, some serious concerns that, uh, that a whole club are obviously quite worried. Uh, and certainly some of these players at Ibar won't be getting the mega bucks um, no. that the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona. So if they're, you know, kind of against coming back, I mean, it's nothing to do with financial stuff for them. It's, it's a genuine, genuine fear. Football, of course, we, we always try to defend players, but sometimes you can't really defend the indefensible. There's one player really brought it to the lowest of low this past week. Yeah, so you mentioned the, the Bundesliga now being given the green light by uh, Mrs Merkel. It sounds like they're going to go into a two-week quarantine now before kicking off roughly on about May 22nd, I think is what they've said. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you've seen online uh, social media this week, um, Hertha Berlin, we're all going back in individually doing their tests when a certain former Chelsea player, Solomon Kalou, decided to go in, fist bump, shaking hands with the other players and mocking, sort of mockingly saying coronavirus, coronavirus, <laughs> uh, while obviously breaking every social distancing rule that Germany had just put in um, just a matter of days before they, they'd said that they were going to allow protests to happen outdoors. But everybody at two metres distance while they're doing it. And then you've got Solomon Kalou coming out and shaming her to Berlin, who quite frankly have already shamed themselves on the pitch this season. So, In the UK, the doctor who was announcing the potential yeah. number of deaths yeah. and so on and so forth, uh, was found out that he was carrying on with a married woman and uh, she was hopping up to his house and they're meeting up and dogging or, I don't know, whatever they're doing in parks or toilets. But, I mean, there was all that going on. You know, we can't hold Kalu to a higher thing because we already had uh, uh, Andrew, oh, Andrew, Andrew Flynn's mate from Manchester with his uh, sex party. So, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's a tough situation. However, at the same time, yeah, he needs a good kick in the backside. Quickly go into the world of make-believe, further make-believe, wrestling. John Cena also made a bit of a clown of himself as well. Um, yeah, I, I, it really does baffle me how badly... Uh, or just how ignorant, I guess, uh, a lot of people are being in America at the moment. But this one absolutely baffled me. I think it was a seven-year-old boy. Uh, he was raising money to help with his, with his cancer treatment. But, I mean, he was sat there in a mask with some gloves on. If you're positive with the virus and you're doing that next to a seven-year-old boy who's currently got cancer, I think you're probably putting him in quite a bit of danger. What was he doing next to a seven-year-old boy? Um, trying to cheer him up um, okay. and a bit of money by giving him uh, one of his belts and a few other little bits of memorabilia for them to, to sort of auction off, I, I think was the intention. But I mean, posting up photos of it with him with his arm around him and the young boy not even in a mask either. 
You know, it just absolutely baffles me how people can do that. I, don't know. I know they're doing stupid things all over Florida, like reopening beaches and. I know, I know. They used to have Jimmy Savile visiting kids in hospitals, so, you know, that's, let's, let's just leave it as it is. We're hitting the capital sports bingo, aren't we, tonight? That's the trifecta <laughs> in one in five minutes. <laughs> I'm only starting, I'm only starting. Talking about um, sort of poking around in holes, golf is coming back on May 17th, Andy. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I've talked. <laughs> We've crossed the line, there's no going back now, but let's just go for it, come on. <laughs> yeah, we've already we, we've already double bogeyed, so we might as well just carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, golf, um, something. <laughs> May seventeenth. Uh, yeah, May seventeenth. First, first uh, live sport back on TV, um, effectively um, for a UK UK based event for charity. Going to raise about four million, I think, that will go for COVID nineteen relief. Uh, Rory McIlroy, uh, Dustin Johnson. I mean, you, you talk about uh, sport restarting again, and the, the the golf exhibition that Andy Max has mentioned. I think will be. Uh, I think it's a responsible way to do something because it's, you know it's controllable. But what we also have, uh, we're not restarting, but opening up is Taiwanese baseball, and they the season has been going on for a few weeks already. But from this coming weekend, they will allow a thousand fans into into the grounds in uh, a couple of the cities in Taipei and and another city too. And they will be given very specifically allocated seats, which respect social distancing. Um, there will be verification on the identity of each person who buys a ticket. So you can't buy it through a second party so that they can track who has been where and when, oh. etc. So it will be relatively controlled. And Taiwan, to be fair, is one of those countries that has had the most, most controlled response so far to the outbreak um they have only had 439 cases to date six deaths um, and 100 active infections across the whole country um, and it helps being obviously a, an island so that that helps but um they've done well a thousand spectators will be allowed in and it sounds, on the face of it, a responsible, measured approach. A country that has controlled the virus very well. And I'm not saying it's going to be replicable around the world in other leagues and other sports, but it's a positive start. That's one positive news, at least. Yeah, the, the, because I know the American you know, ESPN are picking up Taiwanese baseball because, of course, for two reasons. One, the Americans are missing baseball badly. Uh, that is, even though they'll go to the stadium, but I mean, in terms of viewer ratings, it's gone, you know, they, they really, really need it. And second, of course, for bookmakers and for betting companies, they desperately need a wider audience. So the more people who are watching it uh, live on TV in the States means there's more people gambling in the OTB or online. So, but it's not all good, of course, uh, for, well, let's just say uh, sports with the bat and balls. Um, cricket's going to take a bit of a hit as well. Yeah, I mean, um, in the UK, there's uh, I mean, there are quite worrying numbers being thrown around in all departments. There's an estimated £700 million that uh, different UK sports are going to basically suffer from this crisis already. Uh, cricket was due to launch a new tournament this summer in England, the 100, which is, in my opinion, personally, a frankly ridiculous tournament. It's a very marginal change in the actual format to... Um, the 2020, which has been successful. It's a short-form version of a game. Uh, that's going to take a hit. That was going to be a franchise-based competition, um, and that has been delayed at the very least um, until late summer. Um, England's uh, cricket team, who uh, 
are, I believe, world champions, or at least were the previous mm -hmm. edition, they are not going to receive funding. Um, and there's going to be a £380 million shortfall in funding for the England women's cricket team. So sport is in trouble already. And that's even with a managed safe return to action, which in itself, as we've already discussed, is a highly debatable topic in itself. Just when England's uh, England women's cricket team are on the up, um, it's, it's, it's not looking good. First of all, 2020, do you enjoy it? And second of all, the, the 100 competition, were you looking forward to it? Do you think it was worthwhile? Um, 2020, I do enjoy it. And I, I think uh, it gives, it, it, it's definitely improved in attracting the audience. I mean, it was obviously very big for the uh, Indian Premier League. And just because it is a shorter form of it, it does get people in through the gates. It's quicker, it's more exciting. In terms of the um, the 100 to one, I mean, it's not really that much of a change for me. So it would just be like watching it anyway. Um, um, I'm I'm still still very much a an old fashioned lover of the uh, the five day format myself. Is it? I know it's not snobby. Is it just the fact that there's different tactics, different skills involved that you need a different type of player and a different type of uh, game manager for for five day? compared to, say, even one day or 2020? Uh, yeah, definitely. The, the, there needs to be, I think, in the shorter format, you need to have um, variation of tactics. So if, if, if you were to compare it to something like baseball, you'd be requiring people with more variations of throws uh, from the bowlers, a bit more trickery, able to change up speed of delivery. And then also in terms of the batting, you're looking at people that can hit runs quicker, whereas in the five-day format, it can be about patience and, and waiting for the right, the right delivery to hit. Um, so, yeah, very, very different tactics and very different uh, skill sets required for both. Okay, we're joined by uh, Alex B. The last dance, we've had number yeah. five. We're six, six episodes in. Originally mentioned that the, the, the gambling problems that Michael Jordan had and has will be addressed. And they were addressed heavily in the sixth one. Uh, you saw something different. Well, first in episode five, I'd uh, like to just address the sorry oh, five, in the yeah. room here. So Tony Kukoc, the man from Croatia, we actually have somebody in attendance who was best man at Tony Kukoc's wedding, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was coming from Croatia during the uh, whole Dream Team Olympics in 1992, and and he got drafted to the Bulls that same summer. And Michael and he wasn't really the guy that Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen wanted on their team, so they kind of tried to you know just scare him a bit into going to the NBA. So the first game they just blew him out. They're just trying to be yeah, no, it was, it was nasty. It was a yeah. nasty series, right? And then and then he came back in the next game, and they did offer quite a bit more opposition, though they didn't win because they ultimately just didn't have the facilities to beat the dream team. They're just too too big an underdog. But it showed that he had this like well they actually said that it was probably because of the whole like conflict that was going on in Yugoslavia at that yeah. time. So he came out and he was he couldn't be scared by a bunch of guys that can no. shoot and jump high, you know? No. So no. that was the first story that I thought was interesting, especially, you know, because tonight he's gonna he was about to go into the NBA and become a all star center. But um, yeah, so the second one I think is pretty important around the whole Nike thing because they just effectively explain how Michael Jordan brought up <laughs> Nike from a 
like it wasn't it wasn't entirely a small company when that happened but it wasn't like a company that was big into basketball no not at all right now it's yeah and Mm. right now it's the biggest basketball company probably like by a long shot they have lebron james like all the kobe bryant all the biggest players are signed to nike and uh, like the the last dance is trying to push the narrative that Michael Jordan is responsible for that. And it's actually his role is kind of difficult to ignore here because yeah. of just the level of fame he had back in the day that anybody who could sign Michael Jordan would essentially get their money back like a hundred times more. And, and, and actually the, the interesting thing was he didn't, he wanted to sign with Adidas. Adidas right. was and is his brand. Right. You know, he, he, he was very open about it. Um, and pointed out that he, he loved Adidas. He wanted to have this, like, he wanted to have his own Jordan brand, which he has right now. And Nike was the only company that would allow him to do that because it was part of it was because it was so small. So, didn't really have the, it was way more difficult for Adidas, which was already a huge company at the time, to yeah. give him his own line. But he wanted to have his own stuff. That was just his main goal. See, the reason is that he wanted his own line. He also did kind of a kind of a nasty thing to the Team USA in the Olympics '92, where right. they were their their clothes provider, their material provider was Converse, I think it was. Is that correct? Uh, he, Reebok, Reebok, Reebok. Excuse me, yeah. And right. he covered yeah. up yeah. with the flag. He covered right. up. He, he wouldn't be seen in Reebok. I mean, it, great idea. <laughs> I, I don't really agree with him doing that because Reebok did spend like millions on. They, they spent a crazy amount of money just on that team just to have them all equipped. Like, he did cover with the flag, so they couldn't really say anything about that, you know? Like, yes. The other thing that happened at the Very small. that probably just like, quickly, I'll just mention that there was uh, probably the second best point guard in the NBA at the time, Isaiah Thomas, who yeah. played for Detroit Pistons at the time. Well, we've talked about this before, the style that the bad boys had. The rest of the NBA didn't really like the didn't really like Detroit, and Isaiah Thomas was their star player. So before the Olympics, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, they don't really say a lot of names, but apparently they all just came to a consensus to not let Isaiah Thomas play. There's, there's a lot. Like I'm, not <laughs> going to, I'm going to wait for another couple of shows, but there's something I'm waiting for someone to pick up on. I, I shouldn't be banging on drumming, but I, they're going through things, but they've glossed over one very, very important thing. And one of the reasons why also why he wasn't just gambling, that he was kind of given a year off, you suspended for a year. But we'll come back on that next time. But everyone's talking about what sports are coming back. And I, of course, I, I want Gaelic Games back. I really, I'm missing Gaelic Games so badly. Uh, also, of course, soccer, of course, I'm missing. I'm also thinking like, you know, baseball, I always enjoy when I, you know, when I can't sleep at night, like especially here in Moscow. I just click on uh, baseball and I go to sleep. Uh, no, I, I, like, I mean, I'll play it. It'll be like two in the morning. And, uh, and I know my bosses like in the, in the university are happy when I come in re- refreshed because it is that kind of like, um, yeah. but there's some sports that like, I don't give two hoots if they ever come back at all. I, I, um, I know Alex, you'd say like, you know, women's basketball for sure. But like, I mean, there's lots <laughs> like, you know, uh, Andy would oh, probably oh, say, God. you know, Football, I don't know, because Andy said he doesn't miss football anymore. Uh, Andrew Flint would most likely say something like tennis. I'll start off, Alex, you had the last word, so I'm going to go across straight away, uh, right beside me to my, my left, uh, Andrew Flint. Andrew, what, what sport, give me two of them that you just couldn't give a damn if they never came back. 
I, I do apologise to anybody who is loyal to this, and I know you guys have probably slightly more current interest than I. Um, and when I was little, I did too. But wrestling for me, um, it, it, it's it's like it, I, I like I like harking back to when I was a child, and it really does bring back all of the most ridiculously childish aspects of sport, which is in a way not a bad thing. But I'm almost like. Okay, guys, like, I don't want to come across the prude, but can we grow up a little bit? It's not sport, and people pretend it's sport. And I think, I know at this sort of time, people need to pretend that sort of fancy is reality, because reality is, okay, I can swear probably at this point, because we talked about urine and whatnot. Reality is crap compared to the fancy. So I understand why people want to, but it's not sport. It's like, even if it, even if it was an actual sport, I would have more time for it. It's, it's a hack thing. Move down to Alex B right away. He's, Alex B is underneath me right now. So, Alex. Um... Well, I was going to say wrestling shouldn't come back too. But <laughs> aside from the fact that it's... <laughs> it's like there, for it to be considered a sport, there needs to be some competitive element to it, right? Like there, but it's entirely scripted. Like it's not, it's not a sport. It's not. It's, it's a performance. Like there's no, there's no Olympics for wrestling, right? <laughs> There's no nobody's gonna sit there and script who wins. So, but the sport, the actual sport that I don't want to cut, like, well, I don't really have anything against it, but I just think it's a wheel that needs to stop, needs to be stopped right now, and that is the whole EA Sports tournaments. Like, oh, all that. baby, yes, oh yes. I just, I just think, listen, I think it's important for people who are interested in that sort of. If that's your thing, please. Like, I just think the amount of. That just the amount of interest and the amount of just money that goes into this is just ridiculous. Like there's like kids that are like ten years old winning millions of dollars for playing Fortnite, and that's essentially. So that means that means if they're like ten, that means the majority of their lives they've spent practicing, which is playing games. <laughs> like I, I don't know who's benefiting here at all. All right, I, 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 I'm a detective. Uh, jealousy there, there, Axby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm jealous as well. Okay, Andy Mack. One or two. Go on. This is your idea, and I like it. So make it two. No, hold back. Uh, Formula One. Formula One is Ooh. going into room one hundred and one. Oh wow! Oh, uh, load of rubbish. Oh. <laughs> And anyone that says when they go to watch it and that, you know, it, it, it's a fantastic experience, it's no, not. No, no, it's not. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's not a sport. It's not a sport. Again, it's oh. engineering. Look, simple. <laughs> Jensen Button finishes bottom of the World Championships one year, but next year changes team and he becomes world champion. It's not about the skill. It's about a, a machine, not a sport. With you, Andy, Matt. Nice one. Okay. They should do, uh, they should do Uber taxi drivers. <laughs> 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 All right, Andy, number two. You're probably not going to like this one. Cycling. Why? Come on. Uh, what's the point of um, going up a mountain with a motorized thing on your bike? Oh! Just take a motorbike. Call it yeah. motocross or something. Then I'm. Then I. I, I now I kind of. I, I feel you. I, feel um, you I mean, I uh, per personally, I, I struggle to watch it. If I'm being honest, um, watching 200. Yeah, I'm, I, screw it. I swear. Watching two hundred asses going up and down uh, in tight lycra for hours on end across countries isn't really appealing to me. That sentence started well. Yeah. 
Oh goodness! That's what um, I'm saying. I, I am, I am, I'm torn on the cycling, wrestling. I, I don't know. I still love wrestling, cycling. I don't know. Like for me, for me, the one sport I just don't give a damn it comes back, and I'm going to get in such trouble with uh, friends of mine, uh, especially Kachimichkova. Tennis. I, I just don't care if it comes back or not. I think it's a lot of nonsense. I, I think it's so gone. I think it's so rotten, and I would just love to see it dropped because. In Russia, it's a game for rich kids. Um, or no, it's a game for rich kids or parents who want to kind of their kids to do. I don't know, it's going to be on a sport anymore. And it's all about money and all about equipment. So I just would love to see tennis completely scrapped.